No, there was all. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Playing for Laughs podcast. Today we're gonna play some D and D. Or should I say tonight? Oh, Caleb! Caleb, what are you doing? Caleb's throwing elbows. Let go of Matt, Caleb. Nookie Matt, feel the Caleb is destroying these microphones like the hurricane's going to destroy us tomorrow. That's when we're recording, folks. Matt, are you okay? This sounds serious. <laughs> it looks serious. We can all see it here. I am severely bruised right now. Get ready, mother fluffers. It's time for season two. Is this about some Caleb's taking over. <laughs> are the mother fluffers the one who our podcast. The mother fluffers are the parental uh, parental people of the goo. <laughs> listen here, mother. Listen here, you fluffinutters. I'm here to take over season two of this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Matt, I threw Matt to the curb, and now he's got to play this game. I am the new god. Prepare yourselves. <laughs> so, so speaking of new gods. Don't uh, you talk. Matt is sprawled out on like a gutter. Like, can you I'm, 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 you I'm, I'm being silenced. You may speak now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of silencing, it's important for people to realize as you're listening to this that everything that we say, we might have jobs outside. We might have jobs after this. I don't know if we will. Who has a job? <laughs> jobs are, well, things that we might or may not have. Uh, so anything that we are saying during this stuff doesn't affiliate with anything or anyone or any person. It's just us. And we're being silly and we're having fun. So, well, I hope we're having fun. I'm having fun. If the rest aren't, well, screw you. I don't care. You just got beat up real bad by Caleb. I'm bleeding internally (laughs) and someone needs to call an ambulance. Thank you, my Hermes, my messenger. I appreciate this message. So I, so is that good enough disclaimer? That's yeah, I think that works. Oh yeah, that. So uh, hey Keith, who's playing for laughs? <clears throat> well, I mean, I was just thinking, every successful podcast has its fan base, and they always have like a fun nickname. And I think the Fluffers, <laughs> the mother could fluffers. be yeah, could be that yeah. could be our fan base, the Fluffers. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, pass it around. Yeah, right. We can uh, down. I think I'm, I'm opting out of. Uh, so that we're not. <laughs> so, so we're not embarrassing Amanda. So let's, let's just everyone do a little one. <laughs> Oh gosh! Wait, is that like the calling sign? Is like snorting? No. All right, everyone. Man, when we do live shows, just it's got to be nothing but yeah. snorts. Hey there, <laughs> mother fluffers! Is it like a like a honk if you love Jesus, but for us it's like snort if you like what we... it's Cocaine pigs, ladies and gentlemen. Never laughing again. Okay, right. challenge accepted. <laughs> challenge accepted. You've already lost. You've <laughs> already lost. Uh, Keith, real yeah, quick, yeah, give yeah. us, give us, give us the usual <laughs> spiel. Sorry. I get distracted. Uh, playing for laughs is an improv comedy group based out of Brunswick, Maine, out of the theater project. Uh, we do live shows every month, different themes, different games, lots of fun to watch live. We also record this podcast because we realize that we're all adults who like being in dungeons. And this is a great safe way. Oh, and there's yeah. a lot of cords around, so it's really good for dungeoning here. That's exciting. And we have our first fan in the audience tonight. Fan, do you mind giving us a woo? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> they paid $45 <laughs> to come and watch this, folks. And you can too! <laughs> $45 to sit, us, to sit around watching us talk to ourselves. <laughs> With really expensive professional setup on these plastic folding tables. Plastic folding tables, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. 
Uh, Amanda, what's happening at the theater project? The place where playing for laughs um, plays, plays and laughs and laughs. Yeah, and fours. Four? Playing four laughs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, Matt had to do the bit where he did. You know, it's a, it's, okay. so, so it's completionist. A com- yeah, it's, it's a rule of, threes. rule of threes. So yeah, you know. Okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> when this uh, airs, I think it'll be October. We have a show opening October 27th called "The Realistic Joneses" by Will Eno, directed by Christopher Price. It is a, a dramatic comedy um, that will leave you thinking about things. So come and see it if that's something you want for yourself. Hey, (laughs) do you like thinking about things? I love thinking about things. Well, come on down to the Realistic Joneses. And then, It'll make you think about things. And then um, October 14th, we oh. have uh, our own, the Playing for Laughs improv group has its next uh, October show. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the Brunswick area and you would like to go check out some improv that night, which is about 7, 730? 8. I think, no, I think it's 730. Is it 730? Yeah. All right. So 730, October 14th, you can come down and see us cool. I- improv without dice. And it's going to be a spooky Halloween theme show. Be spooky. Uh, I am spooked. <laughs> <laughs> Brunswick, Maine, not Brunswick, Georgia. Yeah, Brunswick, Maine. Right, right, yeah. right, right. right. Oh. We're a Maine-based group. <laughs> and if you're not from Maine, don't come. Don't come. Just, just. I think, <laughs> no, I'd say you should come. We're gonna have free candy. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so it's worth it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So to our one listener who found us, who lives in Alaska, I, I'm sorry, man. Steve, you're, we'll get you here someday. It's going to be really good candy, Steve. Well, yeah. I will say early on, we did have at least one listener from India. Oh, really? Really. Wow. That's awesome. Right, if you're candy. still listening, thanks, man. Candy's not that good. Stay I mean. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Cool. And with that... Yeah, let's move on to an improv game. Do you, who do you want? How, this is weird. One second. Yo, you took over, man. Took, yeah, Fluffernutters, now it's time for the improv game. Oh, look who's back. <laughs> it's Caleb, the DM. Oh, I thought it was the goo. <laughs> the goo's the run this game, Fluffernutters. Let's go. I like my sandwiches with fluff and peanut butter. Um, so, yeah, for this, for this round... Um, I wanted to go back to another round of what are you doing, but audio style. <laughs> okay. So what are you doing, but Foley work? Right. Uh-huh. So we, we, we do, we try to do a task as best we can with our voices. And then someone will ask us what are we doing? And then we have to tell them a thing to do. That's not the current audio thing that we're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to be going. And then the next person d- does a, their description of what yes. you had said you're doing. Yes. Which is what I screwed up on last time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, we're going to go Keith's way around the table. Traveling Keith word. Traveling Keith word. Which is <laughs> <coughs> definitely anti-clockwise is my direction. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how I run. Um, <coughs> traveling Keith's breeze. Would you right. like to begin? Uh, I, well, I can begin. I can begin. Okay. I can begin. Hey Caleb, what are you what are you doing? I am I am 
I am I am I am making pizza dough super fast. I'm trying to make the world's biggest pizza dough circle. Zing 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 <laughs> zing 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 hey, zing. Hey Keith, zing, what are you zing, doing? Zing. I'm squashing really crunchy bugs. Zing zing. <laughs> Hey, Amanda, what are you doing? I am sewing sparkly fabric. <laughs> Notoriously loud task. I I am uh, do, uh, conducting very meticulous, dangerous surgery on a mountain goat uh, in the uh, Andes Mountains. Okay. <laughs> um, scalpel. Uh, uh, can for it to chew on. <laughs> uh, anesthesia. Anesthesia. <laughs> Hey, Robin, what are you doing? Um, what's funny you ask? Uh, I'm massaging a horse that is massaging a cow. Grass clippers to cook stew. <laughs> we're, we're cutting this out and putting it on our ASMR. No one ask him what he's doing. He'll just keep doing this forever. Caleb, what are you doing? I'm ending this game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I realize that I can't have these headphones on or I get weird. <laughs> so, oh, Matt, you're going to determine audio quality. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, let's move on to... Um, the, the, to, to Friday so, night energy is back. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we, should, we should let everyone know this is a Friday night recording, so... Uh, if you haven't been warned already, <laughs> let that be, be your warning. Be, oh, 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 no, no. Um, so, um, uh, uh, so yeah, well, cool. Um, so previously in our game, our heroes did the good thing. They rescued Chandler, the golden boy of Eska, the um, the beloved brother of Jonah, and the current protege of Bondius. Um, they 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 were in their triumph, brought back the the Bondrak Chandler, somebody who's desperately needing in the city of Eska, in the um, country of Ustrad, and Bondius. <laughs> quickly grabbed everybody and made sure nobody said anything else. 
She grabbed all of you and then proceeded to have quickly one-on-one -on -one interviews with all of you to debrief the situation and then send you on your merry ways. Tunak's cave was an event for most of you. Some of you on that day got knocked unconscious multiple times. Some of the, the characters almost died. Some of them got attacked by intellect devourers. Um, some of them experience some things that are hard to explain. Barney remembers, Barney had a, a vision in Tunox Cave um, pertaining to uh, the old woman on a porch in the Feywilds, who he may or may not know. Armada um, had a vision of a tower in the desert with a door that was constantly knocking. And then Garrick had a vision of a wolf, the lone wolf. And all of these memories are stirring inside of our characters. And Azette, you had some weird, um, also Azette had uh, interactions with um, the inside of the this film, oh gosh. The library. The, inside the library where Bondius was, you did not get a chance to sleep because you were working diligently by seeing the inner workings of going on and Donner, that weird Dorner. Dorner, Dorner, the weird, um, your weird gnome friend seemed to be out of sorts. You now find yourselves a day after you finally went back to your homes and you're sleeping in your bed after a day that felt like three months. <laughs> um, you all in have a really like just peaceful sleep. You sleep contented, you sleep well, no eerie dreams come. You dream of good things. You dream of um, books, hair, nothing, and sad poems. <laughs> <Best dream. laughs> um, but uh, one person doesn't sleep that well that night. Um, and that's Jonah. Jonah found himself wide awake in his shack, in his hammock staring up at the broken ceiling of his, of, of the broken ceiling, staring at the stars above, thinking really hard. Um, he goes out at, at night and rushes to um, his, the basement of his house, and he begins working on something very digital, diligently. And we cut on that camera of Jonah just pouring over something in the basement, thinking really um, hard. And you can hear the sound of scribe work as he continues really pouring over something down in the basement. You can hear, like right now, the camera's like pulling back. It's like pulling back. And you can see Jonah like this and the lights kind of come down. And, Ding. and then Ding. Um, he's working on his r rock rider, which is a, it's a, it's like a typewriter. It's like for print, but the magic rocks of, um, of Eska allow for more print to happen faster. So the rock rider is how they do that. And it's made of magical, it's pretty much they're able to take the rocks and magically enchant it. So he's able to do that pretty fast. Keep typing on me, Jonah. I love it. <laughs> Keep typing. Oh, give me more. <laughs> The problem, the problem with rock riders is that every so often one of them becomes sentient, <laughs> <laughs> and you because they become mini golems. And that's um, why they were recalled. They were, so that's why a lot of them are recalled. Uh, Jonah's one he he couldn't recall it so much, so he has to do this every so often. My pee is blocked up. <laughs> Slaps it a couple times. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. You have to pull it out and throw it in the sentient rock pile. I think another one. No. <laughs> 
gosh, now I have to write down Sentient Rock Pile. <laughs> I love that I have to write down Sentient Rock Pile. This is the best, d and is the best game ever. It's just a bucket full of talking rocks that you walk past. Yep. Like, um, I'm holding to my word <laughs> to yeah, make your yeah. life miserable. And guess what? I'm loving it. I don't hate this at all because I'm thoroughly invested in the rock pile. Um, <laughs> It's the goo of campaign. It's the goo of campaign. Yeah. So, um, uh, the, the so, um, so now, um, all of you feel the, um, um, the sun rises and it's a nice, like midsummer, late fall, like not I'm sorry, midsummer, sorry, midsummer, early fall day. Um, it's about like 65 out. It's crisp. There's a nice air going through it. It's just, it's a really beautiful day. Um, and each of you wakes up with um, a note by your door. And on that note, as each of you reads, is uh, an invitation. Um, as you open it up and kind of read further, it, it says, Jonah's, Jonah's going away party. Um, come hang out with Jonah one last time before he makes his pilgrimage to see his gold dragon. P.S. I love you all. It's at, my, it's at the big house. Um, P.P.S. Um, I asked, I asked um, Priscilla to open up gigas there so you can have fun shopping. And you look at the date and you realize that it's the end of the month. So you have all this whole time up and available to you to go ahead and explore and kind of check out some things and your days are pretty much up in front of you. So in this next bit, um, for you audience members, um, we're gonna try to have some more individual scenes with some people. Some other characters might come in, some people might approach, but um, we have five individual scenes gonna happen. Um, and with that, um, everybody gets to, um, I've laid out a bunch of tarot cards um, for our players to investigate. And however they take that card will be whatever they choose. They can either take it um, in front of them upright or they can take it reversed. They can choose which way they wanna do it. Um, but they, everybody right now gets to choose a tarot card, um, which will impact their scene in some way. Um, whatever their thing has, will go along with it. So I was thinking before we do anything else to make this fair, so everyone's, said, everyone's right, reaching said, for their cards. Instead of Amanda just automatically just being a thief. <laughs> I mean, you did say right now. I know, I'm a bad, so, sorry. I know the cards. Uh, I mean, this is like, this is like, yeah, yeah. You can't just, you can't just put that out for us and then say we can't Fair do enough. it. So I'm gonna roll a d6. Don't want the swords. I'm gonna roll d6. You're one, two, Eric's three, one, four, two. five. I'm three. Yeah. Amanda's four. Keith's five. And then if I roll six, I re-roll. Barney, you get to choose first. Ooh. Swords. Which way do you want it? Do you want it upright or 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 upside down? Um, I want it. This way, which is upside down. Upside down, cool. Put that up. Put that. Make sure you put it upside down in front of you. Just hold on to that, and we'll get to it in a second. All right, Matt, you're next. Oh, I'm next. I'm going to choose the cups that are stacked. The cups that are stacked with what looks like a crescent moon in the middle of it. Nice. You can either choose that to keep it upward, uh, upright or you can turn it upside down and reverse it. I'm gonna keep it upright. Okay. Amanda, you're next. You can choose to keep it upright or um, put it up reversed. Uh, I have the revealer. Uh, it's the main, uh, what's it called, oracle two, so. Oh, I didn't say, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it upright. <clears throat> cool. It's, um, and then, 
Eric. Eight of wands. Do you want to keep it upright? Keep or it upright. Very cool. And then finally, Keith. Let's see what's left. <clears throat> um, I'll take the stick. Okay. You can either keep it upright or turn it upside down. I'm going to leave it upright. I like an upright stick. <laughs> Don't we all, my friend. Don't we all. <laughs> oh. That's Friday night right there. <laughs> uh, I think the order in which we grab the cards will be in the order in which we'll do our scenes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's only fair to, to, to that and um, people like that. So, Barney, we're going to start off with you. Um, so, um, Barney, since you are the first person we're doing the scene, it's like the first week of the new month that you're in. Mm -hmm. Um you're upstairs. Um, what would you be doing in the mornings um, right now? Because right, get because right now it's crazy for you. Because guess what? You did it. Hobbs and Gobs two opened up in the Las Femda, the inner wall of Aska. Hobbs, oh, Hobbs and Gobs two was already open. Yep. No, but Hobbs and Gobs two opened up in the Las Femda. Oh yep, boy. Yep. Boy. Hobbs and Gobs two opened up in the Las Femda. <laughs> Yeah. And and Barney, you 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 are now. Um, I want to make sure I got names right here. Um, um, Green, 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 Green. Sorry, Green, the owner of Hobbs and Gobs, your boss from the former Hobbs and Gobs, was so excited that you got the Los Femda deal that they proceeded to send you and your mother to Barbara. Barbara. Oh yeah. God! <laughs> I mean, that's wonderful, but come on, you got you got to keep it, man, Barbara. So you and Barbara got sent to manage Hobbs and Gobs two in the Los Femda. What is a morning of getting ready? Because like this is um this is about opening day. So what do you, how are you preparing for opening day? Well, Barney um is very you know excited to show off that it's a fancy nice new place and for Barney that means you know like polished you know scissors that can gleam through like the shop's front windows it means displaying all of the fancy you know tools uh, and equipment and Barney likes to be a bit creative with you know whether it's a halberd or um, axes or other types of implements that are non-traditional for haircutting um, to be able to, to show those off and so um, we're starting out by you know like polishing all these tools and equipment to get ready to put them on display on our walls downstairs as you're sitting at your display, um, your bugbear mother walking down the stairs, who is like a foot taller than you, and also is mm -mm. okay, <laughs> who's a foot who's a foot tall? Who, um, so yeah, your mother, who's like a foot taller than you, um, comes walking down the stairs. Um, and the thing about your mom is that she always has appeared kind of like in your brain. She's always kind of seemed like the same age to you for a long time. Like she's got the bug bear quality of like, she looks like, like your, uh, I forget Barney's age. Um, he's, he's like in his like early twenties. He's like, he's, yeah, he's he, honestly not sure. Your mom's, in, your mom's in her, like your mom, <laughs> your mom's in her forties. Right. Like, and that's the, like, yeah. So like, you're kind of like in this place where your mom's just like that. And your mom rushes down and she's like, I'm, but Barney, 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 I'm so, I'm so, I'm so, I'm, 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 I'm so happy. I'm so happy for the, I, I, this is so exciting. The, 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 the scissors look great. Oh, 
thank, thanks, thanks, Mom. You know, I'm so glad you recommended me for the Hobbs and Gobs uh, shop, and I, I got that job. You know, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm so glad that we're able to open this new one. Um, you know, I think it, I think it paid off. I think uh, I've made things work for us. Now we got a, we got a business here. I'm gonna need a lot of your help though, and a lot of your advice, because everything I learned about haircutting, which wasn't much, but what I did learn, um, I learned uh, kind of from you, uh, various childhood memories. That, you know, that that is exactly. I remember giving you your first bowl cut, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, and I've kept that bowl with me, uh, and you know, I've <laughs> I actually brought it here to Hobbs and Gods too. It's uh, it's over, it's over there, and he like points like with his like um, his arm holding his long halberd, and accidentally like knocks it off a table, and it falls to the floor. Uh, <laughs> and uh, um, I don't know if it, uh, I kind of want to roll to see if it breaks. Okay, go right ahead. Um, okay, just, pause. So let's do it. Let's do a luck roll. So okay. if it's one to ten, it breaks. If it's ten to twenty, it it's there. Yeah. Okay. Um, one to ten, it breaks. It's a nine. <laughs> Completely shatters in two. I think at that exact moment, Grian walks in. Yeah, yeah. Perfect moment for Grian to walk in. It's two, just like Hobbs and Gobbs too. Isn't that great, Grian? Grian, it's so good to see you. Yeah. Here it is. I hold up two hands to do a high five. Double high five. You really, see? but I hold him too high. Yeah, oh, oh Grian put. Uh, okay, it, it, he's an older elf. Oh no, older uh, goblin. Excuse me. And he just puts his hands up a little bit. He's like two and a half, three feet tall, and he does a little. Eh, eh, he can't reach your hands at all. Oh. He's like, okay, you can just you can you can put those down now. Uh, Barney puts his hands down, but shrugs. Hey, it's great to see you here on, on open day. I, I need your smarts too. I wouldn't miss this. It it it. it treads on the Hobbs and Gobbs name, and I know that you've done a lot of work to get this, and, but yeah. I appreciate it, and we, we're, we're, we're doing great here, and we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. Uh, thank you so much. You've always been so supportive of me, and if there's ever yeah. been any you know, uh, critical subtext to it, I've glazed entirely over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm just so glad to have been able to where, where did you hear the words critical subtext? Barbara, what have you been teaching him over these years? Barbara takes a second, um, has, has to turn away for a second, and, and kind of like takes a quick breath. On his recent adventure, Something happened. Oh, the time when he was away for a day, and I couldn't. You know. Appar apparently, he he saw God. Yeah, I wrote a treatise about the nature of the universe in one page. It was pretty cool. Um, I I even remember some of the words. And critical subtext was on there. There's some. The, I've, so I've been using those words. That's the only part I really remember off the top of my head, though. Uh, there's a knock. There's a knock on the door. Um, as you guys turn around, you see um, what appears uh, behind you, which seems, um, what you see is, a, is an elf dressed in a pure gold suit with a giant purple pompadour and a brilliant purple mustache. Um, Grian eyes turn like dinner plates as he turns around and Barbara goes, and Barbara starts stuttering. Can you, um, can you um, roll me a history check? Okay, I'll just do a d20. Yep. Um, a five. You have no idea who this is. <laughs> you have no idea who this is. But you, but you do see that, um, you do see that your mom and Grian are like taken aback. 
Don't worry, don't worry. Welcome to this person. It's our first customer. I'm so excited. He's wearing gold. This might be, you know, we we opened Hobbs and Gobs 2 here, you know, just to get high quality clientele like this. Okay, sir, come in. I gesture towards one of our chairs. I'm so glad you're here. You have wonderful, you know, hair. I recognize that as the pompadour cut. Oh. Customer number one. That's I'm so excited. Oh, boy, boy, don't even. Boy, listen, mm-hmm. I am just here to understand what the competition looks like, and it's not looking good, it seems, especially if this is how I get treated on Bevival. No hot towel, no complimentary mint. What sort of what sort of humdrum place have you made for yourself here? Hobbs and gobs too, more like Hobbs and gobs poo, am I right? Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you bring up some great ideas. We don't have mints, but I do have this big bowl of uh, entire cabbages uh, we keep for folks. Uh, we, um, yeah, we're not, we don't do hot towels yet. It's not exactly our, our style, uh, but we get, we do the greatest. Apparently, you still have workers working around you too. <laughs> well, oh. something is telling me, sir, that you're not here to get your hair cut, and that in fact your hair already looks, you know, fine as it is. Um, it looks perfect. Yeah, Thank you, Grian. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could give you a tour Bar- if you like. Barbara comes over to you and goes, oh, Barnaby, that's gold dust. The premier barber of Eska. Gold dust. Gold dust. Wow. <laughs> Owner of gold dust, the experience. Wow, it, it seems like we're lucky to have him here, but... Uh, you, you seem a little taken aback by him. Like it, 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 he, 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 he's the reason why we n- never were able to make it to the l- s- Svemda. Uh, don't, don't worry, uh, Mom. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make us show up good for him. He's not going to ruin our first day. Um, and I, I kind of like, you know, clear my throat. Um, I take like another look at, you know, uh, Barbara and at, you know, Grian and. I don't have like a tie, but I kind of like you know jet like you know tighten like I'm like adjusting like a tie, and I'll say, you know, sir, I'm I'm so glad you're here. We know that you have a a great barber shop, but you know we're up and coming too. We think we can cater to an audience that maybe um, has been, you know, feeling like they they don't want to come to your shop because they they want the styles that we offer. You know, there's there's a lot of folks around. Can you tell that worker boy to stop? <laughs> Gosh, we're trying to have a serious meeting. Go, go Dust, dude. I want to say thank you very much for coming and checking this place out. We know we appreciate you being here, but I also want to say you look fantastic. You stop. you Grim. look fantastic. Oh, oh, oh. We know that oh, we Grim. know that this that, that oh, stop. walking around Ustrad can be can oh. be a mess. There are Stop. so many dusty roads around. Oh, you would never. Oh, gosh. Well, I just wanted to also be neighborly and let you know that, well, the the current bookkeeper of Les Femdes coming down this way to make sure that all your I's are crossed and your T's are dotted, or whatever that expression is. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so either way, you must be preparing yourselves because um, I would hate for you to get into legal trouble. That's so nice of you to, uh, to to give us the heads up, and we're so glad you were able to to join us here. We, you know, we're gonna you know put out an announcement that you know we were visited by none other than the Gold Dust on day one. Like we're 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 so glad you oh, could make it. Oh, please put my name all over your shop. I would want nothing more. 
Um, I'm, I'm not sure if uh, there's like sarcasm or like a, a, a thread in there or you're, you're happy, but just the same, oh, we're glad. I am so, um, roll me an insight. Okay. Um, with, it, with disadvantage. Okay, I'm gonna use the gold one since I'm rolling yeah. to judge gold dust. Uh, yeah. Um, well, that's a three. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, oh. that was a 19. So. Um, Goldust is the nicest man you've ever met in your life. He is I, so, like, you're talking to him and it feels like you're talking to a second father. I, uh, Barney puts both of his hands to his chest and, like, with a big grin and, like, looks at his mom and is like, <laughs> Goldust, he visited us. Um, even though I didn't know who he was, like, a second ago. <laughs> Either way, I wish you good business on maybe your first day, maybe not. We'll see what happens. Bye. Uh, and then uh, Barney says bye, but then like looks over at Green, like maybe not our first day. What, what was he? What was he getting at? Like we're, I mean, we are Hobbs and Gobs too. We got permission, you know, from the city official. Like, uh, you know, it, it seems like everything should be on on the up and up. Like uh, Barney goes and like looks over at like the the permits and papers. I think Green takes about five minutes and talks to you about subtext. <laughs> okay. In um, that conversation, as you're talking, Grian also starts looking over the paperwork that you did, and Grian notices that you named this place Hobbs and Gobs 2, where there's already a Hobbs and Gobs 2 in the city of Eska. Bar Barney looks at Grian and is like, oh, <laughs> you're, you're telling me there already was a Hobbs and Gobs 2, and when I asked the city if I could open a Hobbs and Gobs 2... <laughs> When there already was one, now there's a second Hobbs and Gobbs 2. That's why it's not, it legally has to be called Hobbs and Gobbs 2 in the Les Femda. Okay. That's okay. why, I mean, I thought you understood what you were doing, and I thought that there was some kind of really deep level of understanding of marketing yeah. and advertisement that went into this. Mm -hmm. Looking at you now, Oh boy. Well, I mean, couldn't we just call it Hobbs and Gobs 2 2? You know, it's 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 simple. It means it's the second one of Hobbs and Gobs 2. Um, yeah, that's not confusing at all. Uh, there's a, there's another knock at the door. Um, as you turn around, you see uh, about a person standing about four feet high, um, and their body, they're cloaked in a very, um, once again, uh, 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 the uniform of Eska. It's a very dark blue with silver inlays. Um, it's very much so pr trim and proper. Um, they're carrying uh, a clipboard with them. And the thing that you notice the most about them, though, is that their head is a mushroom. They um, have little spots and their little speckled things on top. And um, this is actually one of the, you know, you know, everybody in Eska knows about them. Um, so in Tunox Cave, there's a group of, in, there's a group of, there, there's two races that live in Tunox Cave. And one of them is called the Fungabays. Mm -hmm. The Fungabays are our mushroom people. Um, and these people um, have always been part of the city. They kind of look that. The, the thing about them, they're not show up too much, is that um, they're not big fans of the cold. Uh, Tunox Cave is actually part of an internal system of volcano. It's a volcano tunnel. They live in kind of a dormant volcano area. So they're able to kind of deal with the, the, the cold that way. But there are people who work in the city and often they're dressed very much so with more tighter clothing to help them out. Um, there's a knock on the door and you can see this mushroom person above with what's next to them is uh, what appears to be, if you had to take words for it, it looks like a stone person, but kind of like, like a devilly stone. Per 
like if a gargoyle was walking around, except it doesn't have wings. So um, they recognize this as a gabbro. They're the symbiotic species to the fungibase. Um, they are a stone species who lives in Tunox tomb as well. Kind of dressed in the same regalia of, of things. You said it's a gabbro? A gabbro, yep. G-A-B-B-R-O, a gabbro. Um, Barney turns to his mom, Barbara, and is like, wow, like, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, the sun just rose and we've already got, you know, two more visitors. Um, although, thanks to what Grian has told me, um, I sus- and thanks to that, you know, foreboding visit from Golddust, who, you know, despite being very nice, seemed to suggest today might not be our first day for some reason. Um, this context makes me a little um, concerned. But, you know, I think the city knows we did such a good job, you know, um, helping save, uh, you know, the Shrubbrush cousin. Um, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll stop filibustering. I, I, I'll open the door and welcome them in. How do you know filibustering? <laughs> <laughs> they, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> they walk in, um, and in the scene of, like, you have a pretty, actually, it's pretty clean in here, except for the broken bowl that's still on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and things are pretty well. And they seem, and they kind of could do a quick rock around. Um, the Gabro, who's next to them, looks very politely to you and states, um, uh, do you want spores today or do you want a translator? Um, you know, um, roll me a history check. It's a really, it, this is a difficulty too. Okay. <laughs> it just, this is just me. Because this is me just going like, if I want to know if Barney doesn't actually know this, okay. Do you, you can also choose to fail if you want to. Um, I'm gonna, I am gonna roll for it because okay. if I earned this fail, then boy, have I earned it on yeah. two or less. Um, it's a ten, so Barney okay, cool. knows. Okay, so. so Barney, you're really familiar with this. Um, uh, Fungabays, um, they don't have vocal cords, but they can speak telepathically through their spores. Mm-hmm. So they usually are just very nicely offered if you would like to have spores on you, or if you ever have their Gabro translator translate what they say to you. Yeah. Um, Barney says, yeah, we want this straight from the, the source. Let's, let's do uh, spores, uh, please. Um, so uh, the, the um, Fungabay takes a quick bow and then comes over to you and then proceeds to just do a boop on the nose. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for offering my spores. My name is Moral Amethyst. Well, it's, it's so nice to see you here, Moral Amethyst. Can I offer you a head of cabbage? Oh, uh, wait, I, I understand. Do you have a permit for selling food? Uh, One no. second. I need to check my files very fast. Uh, yeah, uh, he's, he, we, all of our paperwork has been f- f- fully, fully, uh, it may it may not have come through yet. It might be lo- tied up in, in, in the bureaucracy of the Lutemna, but we have we definitely have filed everything. It's definitely Grian, Grian, I need you to roll me a persuasion check. Grian's got a plus two to this. A plus two? Yeah. That's a 16. Oh, cool. <laughs> you actually, wait, um, Green didn't, you, Green didn't offer if they wanted spores or not. If you were talking about things, do you, uh, yeah. I, 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 I have assumed, sorry. so, so the Gabro would have gone all around. I am assuming, let's assume that the, go, the, the spores were distributed to everybody. That's, that's what I assume. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I apologize. So, no, 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 okay, sorry. Um, and then from there, just, uh, yes, I understand that. Paperwork is paperwork, but because it's the Lasfenda, things operated a lot faster than normal, and I was able to see the cop, the triplicate copies sooner than, well, most other places in Escadu. Um, I had a slight concern, and she flips through it. Like I wasn't too sure that you were selling food here, and so that's my first offense. You may, this is a this is a barber shop, not a farm stand. 
first of all. Second of all, um, the name is already associated with another business located in Eska. Well, yes, uh, we, we understand that there is um, a Hobbs and Gobbs 2 and that this is also Hobbs and Gobbs 2. We, you know, we're just discussing, you know, what we could do, um, you know, to, to bring ourselves into compliance here. Um, and, you know, we wanted, we wanted to uh, talk to you about that because we think this should be pretty easy to, you know, to, to clear up. It should be very easy to clear up because didn't you call it Hobbs and Gobbs 2 in the Lis Femda? Um, Isn't that the full title? Uh, oh. I sure did, and Barney very conspicuously at- winks at him. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we go do some kind of deception check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, we, uh, they get a plus four to deception. They, they get to uh, insight? Gr- or? Gr- uh, no, Green. Oh, Green's Green, got a plus gotcha. four to deception. <laughs> That's a that's a that's a six total. Oh, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Okay, let me just let me just please roll in that one. Okay, cool. Damn um, it. Damn it. <laughs> no, if you look at subsection C, stating the title of the company, it's clearly stated that it's Hobbs and Gobs Two, as written by these very large letters here. <laughs> well, um, Green just kind of turns his head <laughs> and looking at Barney. Uh, Barney has a little bit of a flashback to his state of mind when he was writing the treatise and get some get some gears turning in his head. Um, at that moment in time, something as you're thinking back to it, something jars you for a second. Um, you feel in the back of your head a cold snap come over you. Something that you haven't felt in a very long time. Um, something that you feel this cold snap and all of a sudden you're back to a place that you don't recognize in, in an instant. Um, you see yourself in a field harvesting cabbages and you can look on the distance where you can see your mom who's also there um, who looks younger but kind of still the same maybe mm-hmm. and you're definitely not like the full grown you but you're kind of there and you're holding a cabbage in your hand and you turn you can look over and the land here is Eska's not normally Ustrad's not normally snowy but you see snow on the ground in this flashback and over the over the road you can see like it's it's twilight right now and you can see over the hill you can see torches coming and it looks like torches are coming towards you and you can see like uh, this group and like there's one you see one like red light on the distance and there's four and then there's more and they seem to be walking towards your house and then you come back I also want to say now we have activated your fate Though what you have right here is this is the two swords, two of the two of swords, and it's reversed. What so the, the hell's going on? So the two of swords, um, the, <laughs> the two of swords being reversed is it's it's known as a lesser of two evils. There's no right choice, and it means confusion, which we have pretty accurately done in this scene. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So in this moment, as you're thinking Tarot again, cards are real, people. <laughs> so in this scene, as you're doing this, the thing about it is that your next choice that you're going to have to do here, as you kind of finish up and wrap up the scene, like, you're going to be confused about what to do next. Okay. There's going to be no... There's, I'm interpreting this as that, like, you don't have a good answer for... You don't have a good answer for moral at the end of the scene. Okay. Well. And you come back, and as you do, you can see your mom... Um, kind of like looks up and you can see also a streak of white hair just appeared on her. Oh my. As she looks towards you and sees that her hand goes up to her mouth and she just wa- like walks right into the back room. And Moro's like, 
So what are we going? What are we going to do? Um, it, so Barney's like, uh, he's kind of like thinking about the fact that he just had that experience with the cabbages, the fact that cabbages were just mentioned, um, but also in the flashback, in that you know mom is concerned, and he's kind of putting that in the back of his head. Um, he notices that the bowl that has cabbages only has two on them, like there's there's two, and it looks over to the spore, and says. Um, on our permit, where we said Hobbs and Gobbs 2, was it T-W-O or was it T-O-O? <laughs> oh. Can I give him the help on this persuasion check or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Roll that. <laughs> Roll that. Um, okay. I don't think I have any bonus to persuasion. No, you don't. Just go ahead and get advantage on this one. Okay. Um, that's a 10, and uh, I'll go again. A 13. The, the moral takes a look at it. You and Grian are looking at your copy right now, and you realize that your handwriting is so messed up <laughs> <laughs> that you can't even tell, that you don't even know what you wrote. With a W or an O, or like, and you're just, uh, and so, the moral. So, which one is it? Is it two or two? It's two. And he just says that up right. Yeah, it's, no, it's no, clearly two. No, yeah, the other one is two. two. You have to be specific in this one. Is it T double O O or is it T W O? Which one is it? Goes to Green and is like, is the first one the number or is it? Should we do like a like a stealth or Yeah, 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 Let's let's go ahead and roll that. Yeah, what are we rolling? you'll show stealth. Um, Green's got a plus two to this. It's a thirteen. I rolled in that one. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, number, number two. You go, you go T-O-O. Go, okay. no, um, uh, T, no, you beat it number two. Got it, got it. Um, and Barney looks over at the cabbages that look like two circles, almost like O-O, <laughs> and then looks at the spore guy and says, um, it's clearly uh, two, like T-O-O, like it's also Hobbs and Gobs, another establishment of Hobbs and Gobs. It's clearly different from the first one. And with this, his connection to the... Um, the uh, the treatise kind of fades away, and he kind of gets a, b- a bit more of a glazed over like look on his face. And he's like, "So, uh, does that work?" I guess so. I mean, as long as it's T O O, that seems fine. And you hear Goldust outside, like knocking on the door, goes, "Excuse me, I made sure your sign make." Oh, second. No, he's oh gosh. <laughs> Your sign maker. I just made sure they finished their job. You should take a look. Bye. <laughs> and uh, walks out. Oh, boy. Um, we're we're going to say, like, we're going to give the spore guy a tour and have him exit through the back, because I don't want him to see whatever's going on in the front, because um, that, that guy gives me a bad feeling. Um, so in this moment, as you're kind of finishing it up, trying to skew this person off to the side, we're going to close on your scene. But as you do, um, we see the camera pull out, and we definitely see... Um, like uh, we see Goldust with the contract, a copy of your contract in his hands, mm-hmm. and he like, and he looks at the sign, and the person outside has put a W instead, <laughs> as as he puts little gold in his hand and proceeds to walk back to his business, um, and you turn to the mirror and you can see um, where your where your face is. There is that the same strand of white that your mom has. You have the same strand in your head. Ooh. He just mutters to himself, gold dust, this isn't over. The, I, I do like the ombre. 
Um, so as we wrap that scene up, um, we Matt, you would technically be next, but I'm saving you for last because you're in a character. Yes. Um, so then we're going to go ahead and uh, over to Armada. Um, Armada, you wake up on the Screaming Rock. My favorite place. You're, it's the current place that you live. <laughs> I live at the you live at the Screaming Rock. Um, uh, this is... Um, we're in about the, 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 like the end of the first week. Thank you very much for downloading, listening, and subscribing to the Playing for Laughs podcast. The Playing for Laughs podcast players today you heard were me, Matt Durek Card, Caleb Christensen Fletcher, Amanda Dehan, Keith Ankdol, Eric Darrow Worthley, Evan McGuire. We've been loving playing this, loving doing this for you. If you like listening, you like the stories, you like what we're, ha- what we're doing, please go ahead and give us a review anywhere where you find your podcast. Anywhere that happens, uh, go ahead and give us a review, a rating. We would appreciate it. And as we've said in the podcast before, if you do rate us and give us a thing, we will uh, name a NPC after you. Uh, also, go to www.playingforlaughs.com for any of our update upcoming actual improv shows. You can come see us in Brunswick, Maine, or anywhere else where we might be performing. We appreciate you. Thanks again to Tabletop Audio for the background music. Um, great stuff. Go to tabletopaudio.com and you know subscribe to their Patreon. Support them. Great stuff happening. Appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Get ready, mother fluffers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never laughing again.